Hey everyone, in this episode, I talked to Lo Mackett. She is a writer, a podcaster, and a client of mine. It was such a pleasure to see her transformation throughout the months when we were working together and all the changes that she created in her life. In this episode, we talked about honoring our gifts, embodying our soul's calling, and bringing it into form. And when we talk about bringing it into form, we are talking about taking action taking action that is truly aligned with our heart's desires. When we take action that is truly aligned with our heart's desires, with our soul's purpose, we feel good, we feel alive, there is this sense of harmony, and we don't feel that we are forcing anything, we just become more available to what is possible. And then we see opportunities naturally presenting themselves, and we feel much more confident on what we have to offer. So Lois spent one year writing poems. She wrote one poem a day, and this practice was a healing experience to her. She did this to, to really experiment. She had no expectations about publishing or showing it to others. She was entirely in this process of connecting with her creativity and connecting with her with her own writer. And then after that, she decided to publish this material. And this decision came after she did this deep work, this deep inner work. We worked together on releasing this fear, releasing these limiting beliefs, this releasing these energetic imprints that were preventing her from just flourishing, from embodying her gifts. We did some work to unblock her creativity. We did some work to unlock her true self so she could truly tap into her power and tap into her talent and gifts. And what happened is that she got so many opportunities and now she has a new project. She's writing a screenplay. She published her book and she is, you know, in this flow. And the most interesting about her is that she has a day job and she is combining uh, her writing path with her day job and she's feeling much more grounded. She has this understanding about what her day job means to her and she is building this transition for herself without jumping so quickly into anything and giving herself the time to explore and to tap into what is possible. It's so beautiful to see her sense of confidence when she talks about her work and what's coming next. So for the month of April, I would like to bring the theme of honoring our gifts, embodying our soul's calling and honoring our gifts in a way that is free of expectations. Embodying our soul's calling or honoring our gifts and talents by creating this container that is experiential, that is playful, that is full of magic and interactions and conversations. And it is really enriching to us. It's so important that we share our, that we keep sharing with people that we like or with our community of friends, that we share our deepest desires that we share our ex our experiments because they are you know pieces of the soul they are expressions of the soul i i believe that when we are disconnected from our creative spirit we are disempowered we 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 end up feeling powerless because it is 
with this creative energy that we were born. It is through creative energy that we tap into our infinite potential. It doesn't matter what you do and you might say, but I'm not an artist. I'm I, I, I'm not creative enough. This is not about product. This is not about only about embracing an artistic career. This is about tapping into something that is natural to every human being. We are not machines. And we live so many times in automatized ways. We live in ways sometimes that don't give room for experiments, for playfulness or discoveries. And when we are talking about creativity or creative energy, we are talking about opening space for what is unknown. Opening space to listening more deeply to our emotions, listening more deeply to our unconscious. Perhaps you are in this process of finding your life path, integrating your spiritual wisdom into your work, or perhaps you are in this process of breaking free from what's contracting you and expanding your abilities, exploring your talents. You might want to listen to this interview and take some notes and journal about it. Whatever, you know, resonates with you, I think it's important that you integrate this wisdom by sharing, by making a comment, or by journaling about it, or taking some action from this conversation. If you are a client of mine, you know what I'm talking about. It is so important that we integrate what we are discovering, that we take action, that we embody things. Sometimes taking action is not, it's, it can be something so simple. So before I introduce my special guest of the day, I would like to invite you to book a free consultation with me over the phone through my website, lukami.com. I'm offering hypnotherapy sessions and transformational coaching sessions online and in person in Nithaka, New York. You can also follow me on Instagram, lu.com. Kemi. If you like it, this show, please share with your friends and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Let me introduce my special guest. Lo Macket is a dreamer, writer, author, podcaster, and creator. Originally from the UK, Lo moved to Australia in 2015. Lo published her first book, A Poem a Day, in December 2021, and is the host of the Neon Woman podcast, focused on female empowerment and inspiring conversations. She's currently working on her first TV script. Enjoy this conversation. Hey everyone, I'm so happy. Today I have a really special guest here with me, Lo Mackett. Welcome Lo. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited as well. So first of all, Tell us more about your cultural background. Yes. Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> uh, so I'm originally from the UK and born and raised. Lived there until I was about 23. And then I moved to Australia with my partner in 2015. So I've been in Australia ever since. 
moved around a little bit here and currently I'm living in Sydney. So yeah, I was I was raised in a tiny little village in the UK and now I live in a massive city. So it's a bit of a culture shock. And, and tell us a little more about how was this process of writing a book and publishing your first book, which is such a, an accomplishment for you? Yeah, it was kind of a crazy story. I've I've always said that I've that I'm a writer. I've written things since I was 10 years old, but I never did anything with them. I just kind of kept it to myself and had these dreams of publishing a book or writing a movie one day or something. And I've always written poetry and stories and anything really. So a few years ago, I just moved to Sydney and I was really unhappy. I was working in a job that I didn't enjoy. And I kind of, I like to say that I'd forgotten that I was a writer because I'd moved to Australia and I'd kind of had to suddenly become a grown up, you know, like pay your rent and just be a normal adult. And I kind of left the creativity behind. And all of a sudden I found myself writing poetry again, I guess, to cope with the unhappiness. Mm. And I didn't really have a lot to do at my job. So I would just sit at my desk and these poems would come to me and I would write them. Oh, wow. And so at the beginning of 2018, I set myself a challenge to write one poem a day for the whole year. And I posted them on Instagram. And I actually achieved that goal. I wrote 365 poems. Oh, wow. Posted them on Instagram and they just stayed there. And then years went by, nothing happened with them. And I was interviewing a woman for my podcast and she is an editor. She publishes people's books. And I did the interview with her and didn't think anything of it. And then afterwards, I thought I should have told her that I'm a writer. Why didn't I think about that? So I messaged her and I said, you know, I'm a writer and one day I'd love to publish something. And I just sent her links to my poetry and other stuff that I'd created. And she just connected with the poetry. And she said, I want to publish your poetry and I want to do it by Christmas. And this was in September of last year. So by December, I had a published book of all of those poems. That's wonderful. First of all, I would like to say that I love your poems. I've been reading and just watching you right now, your eyes are shining when you're talking about your creative process and your process of writing a book. And uh, it's so fascinating to see that, that you wrote a book and your process was really natural. It came from the commitment to allow this creative expression to come through you. And then you published. And I think that's mm-hmm. the most authentic way to relate to our creative to our creativity or our creative work because we are much more committed to allow this to come through rather than publish or make it right or show to others you were you said that you, you were allowing yourself to cope with your unhappiness tell us a little more about how how is this process for you how your writing and your creativity can help you um when dealing with strong uh, emotions or crises or challenges in your life it's something i've kind of delved into a bit recently because i always wondered why i stopped writing when i moved to australia and i realized that i stopped writing because i was happy i was truly <laughs> happy <laughs> 
Uh And I was finally living life for myself. And I realized I had always written to cope with my parents' divorce when I was a child and unhappiness at home or just general, you know, growing up as a teenager. And it became almost like a deflection from feeling emotions because I was pouring the emotions into what I was writing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us a little more about how was this process of um, assuming that you are a writer? What, what, what did you have to overcome and what, what were the challenges? Because I remember that when we started doing the sessions, mm-hmm. um, you started to do some emotional work and you didn't have that much clarity about your path as a writer. So tell us about this process of embodying your soul's calling. <laughs> mm. Well, I'd, I said in the beginning that I always considered myself a writer, but the older I got and the more I kind of climbed the corporate ladder, it was just, it just became like a big dream that I had. And the older I got, the harder it seemed to be like, okay, yeah, I'm a writer. This is what I do. And then working with you, we really delved into my soul's calling, which I had buried very deep. And it just became this realization that I had always been born to be a writer. And I think by you helping me unlock who I really was, I was able to embody it. And what's interesting is we worked together for a while and it's kind of crazy how everything aligned because you and I had our sessions and then you said to me, hey, you should create a medium account. And I thought, (laughs) yeah, okay. So I did. And the first article I published the only article I published, but the first one I published was called I Am. And it was a whole piece about me embodying who I was, which is I am a creator. And I published that piece. And then within maybe a month or two months, my editor said, I'd like to publish your poetry. And it just snowballed from there. And everything unfolded in a way that was harmonious and and perfect, right? It was like by writing the article I was announcing to God or the universe that I believed who I was. Uh Uh-huh, yes. And you already had all the material with you, which is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, when I work with people, I always feel that I, most of the time, we already have everything. We already have all the resources, but the ego mind is always focusing on lack. It's interesting you talk about the ego, because when I was offered to publish my poetry, it was self-publishing. And my first thought was the ego saying, but it's it's self-publishing. It's not, it's not Penguin or a major publishing company. Why would you want to do that? And my ego almost prevented me from publishing the book, which is crazy. Oh, wow. I see. Yeah. And how was the feeling of, of accomplishing and publishing? What's the feeling? It was kind of a whirlwind. It feels like everything I've always wanted to do. And I realized that when my editor said to me, you have to write an introduction to the book, and then you have to write your thank yous at the end. And as I was writing those things I was just filled with this sense of harmony like I've always wanted to thank people at the end of a book and I've always wanted to write a little introduction about why I wrote this book in the first place and it was just I felt like almost peaceful like it was truly what I was meant to do yeah and what what changes for you since you published 
since you since you accomplished that what changed within you as an artist as a writer i am so much more confident as mm. a creator i published the book in december and that very same month i had the confidence to approach a director producer in film and tv and i spent the first eight weeks of 2022 working with him on my first tv script which is something oh. i never would have done oh wow Wow. Yeah. And again, I've always been a writer and I've always written, I've always had ideas for TV shows. And last year I had an idea for a TV show. So I started writing it myself, but I didn't really have all of the tools I needed to finish it. And I reached out to him and we had a kind of 30 minute introductory consultation. And I didn't know what he was going to say because I hadn't shown anybody. And he said, you were born to do this. This is amazing. And oh, I literally wow. almost burst into tears. Like, it was insane. <laughs> That's so wonderful. So it's like I'm fully stepping into who I am. It is amazing because you you had so many shifts since I met you and your path is just unfolding brilliant in a brilliant way and you are assuming your gifts and you are honoring your gifts. Uh, this weekend on the weekend I was talking to a client of mine and um, you know we were talking about depression, anxiety, addiction and I think most of the time when we are, you know, facing this type of issues in our lives, we are completely disconnected from our gifts. We are putting them under the carpet. Like just watching you talking about the gifts that you have, it just, I can see that your eyes are shining. It's impressive. Yeah. I like to and say I'm drunk on creativity. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And that's, it's a few. It, it, our, and, and, when we don't honor, I, I feel that if we don't honor the gifts that we have, we um, we just disconnect from who we are. Absolutely. I think your story is interesting because it was through sharing without expectation that you were able to start uh, to embody mm -hmm. your gifts and honor that. You, you, you took a big leap from being hidden and, and then showing up. Yeah, yeah, I... I posted those poems all those years ago and they just, they sat on Instagram and I just thought, oh, they'll, they'll stay there forever. But now, <laughs> now they're in people's homes, literally like in right. a book. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a wonderful feeling. Yeah. It's interesting to say as well that when we started to work together, you were blocked creatively and then we created a hypnosis audio first for you mm -hmm. to start writing and that opened up your creative process again. Right, yes. because you create a hypnosis audio, and then after that we did a lot of emotional work, and then you are in a completely different phase in your, of your life. Yeah. Right. What would you say for a person that is, has a writer reading and um, is still, you know, suppressing that? I think the biggest realization I've had is that we're all here on Earth to to bring something to other people and and to share our gifts with other people in so many different ways and I used to be really scared of sharing my gifts with people but that's what I'm here to do and I think I think what I would say to anyone else who has always written things and never shared them maybe that's what you're here to do and you can't let your fear stop you from doing that because I literally stopped my fear from doing that for 30 years and mm. and I wish I hadn't it's I mm. wish I had right I wish I had shown my gifts earlier I, I believe that everything 
happens in the way it's supposed to. But yeah, I think I think I would just say don't be afraid to share your gifts because that's what you're here to do. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I feel I feel the same with my watercolor practice and uh, and I've been practicing and giving more attention to that as well. And it feels so good when I share. Even if I'm a beginner, <laughs> I consider myself a beginner, but it feels so good to share. It's much better than just keep all this material hidden. It's like a part of the soul, of our soul, right? That yeah. is being shared. How is it? How is your uh, your podcast going? And how are you thinking to, you know, work with your podcast and in, in your writing? My podcast is going well. I'm recording episodes every few days, which is so exciting. It's interesting, the script I've just completed, there is a way I can feed the message of the script into the podcast. It's kind of already being fed through the podcast, but there is a way to make it a bit more harmonious and create more of a community from the podcast itself. And then when the script gets made, when, not if, <laughs> it will be a kind of TV show and podcast movement, I guess to really empower women because that's the whole message that I want mm -hmm. women to take from my podcast is I like to just chat to inspiring women about who they are because I'm really interested and I think we're all known in the world for what we do which is sometimes not who we are mm -hmm. what I do day to day in my job is not who I am whatsoever mm -hmm. interesting topic uh how 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 do you feel about that and how how are you finding the balance of having a day job and and combining that with your creativity your creative spirit it's busy <laughs> <laughs> uh i trust at the moment i trust that my day job is here to serve me for a purpose and mm -hmm. took a lot to get to that mindset because mm -hmm. for a while i really wanted to just jump ship and become this creator but I've realized I can do both for now and I trust that when the time is right I won't need to do the day job anymore that's but wonderful I'm not forcing anything yes that's so beautiful that you are integrating in your in, you're integrating everything and creating yeah. the process right instead of um jumping so quickly mm -hmm. and eventually uh not having not, not having something planned or yeah and it's it's looking at it as okay this job is giving me the income i need to 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 feed my creativity right to support your creativity yeah, yeah. i think elizabeth gilbert always talks about this as well about she said like oh my gosh if i need to to be a waitress and keep writing I, uh, what I really want to write. So I will keep being a waitress because mm -hmm. I can know my writing is sacred, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think that's, I, this is what I see you doing. You are integrating this awareness of who you are and uh, you, you feel really grounded on that, right? Yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a journey. <laughs> uh -huh. What about your, I, I know that you were writing a screenplay, right? Yes. Do you have any other project coming? At the moment, my entire focus is the screenplay because I truly feel like I was put on this earth to tell this story uh, in a TV show. And it's kind of semi-autobiographical, so it's very sacred to me. But I just feel like my energy needs to be 
there at the moment. The, the screenplay is completed. I just now need to, to get it made, to manifest getting it made and having the world see it because I think it's really important. That's so wonderful. If Would you like to share a little bit of what aspects of your life uh, you are touching while writing and how is that you know, affecting you or how is that healing you or transforming you? Mm. Well, the script is loosely based on me. <laughs> I describe the main character as she is me if I had never opened up emotionally. So I was very emotionally closed off as a child. And I kind of created this character when I was a lot younger, almost as an alter ego to myself. And she's now become the main character of this TV show. And she is she is me if I had never done the inner work to open up and feel my emotions and just be a be an emotional human being is how I will phrase it. So it's about her journey to discover herself and to feel her feelings, basically. Oh. And it's been a journey to write it because I've had to delve into childhood and past relationships and really get in touch with who I was back then and who I am now to meld the two together. Oh, wow. This is so beautiful. Yeah. So it's a TV show, but it's, yeah, it has a lot of, has a lot of heart, I like to say. Mm. And, and, and speaking about childhood and uh, suppressing emotions, what, what would you say that was extremely important for you in this process of opening up? And connecting for brushes, what do you think is the major shift for you in, in this process of opening up? That it's that I shouldn't be ashamed to have feelings, mm. that everybody has feelings. And I used to want to hide when I was sad or hurt. I always wanted to just seem like I was okay all of the time. And it's okay for me not to be okay. It's okay for me to wow. cry or be angry or be happy. Like <laughs> I'm a spectrum of emotion and that is okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Embracing the emotions without judgment. Yes. Mm. And all of the work I did with you is 100% what helped me. Thank like, you. 100% for sure. <laughs> yeah. It was really beautiful to witness your your transformation and your, your manifestations as well. Uh, I would like to know what practices have you been doing lately to support your peace, your joy, and your creative spirit? Prioritizing myself every day, which is a constant work in progress for me. Hmm. Anyone that knows me knows that I put everybody else first <laughs> before myself. But every day I have been prioritizing what I need in that day, whether that's going to the gym or eating nourishing foods or writing for a few hours in the morning. I've tried mm. to do some meditating. It's That is still a work in progress for sure. Just asking myself, what do I need every day? Oh my gosh, I love that because it's so easy to forget. Yes. And this truly changes everything. If we can just become more mindful about what we need and ask ourselves and give yes. ourselves permission to, to have those moments. Oh my gosh. Self-care isn't selfish. No, yeah. Finally um, realizing it. Right. Thanks for sharing that. How people can find your book? So my book is called A Poem A Day, and it's available on every Amazon. You can also get the link 
on my website, which is lowmackit.com. And I'm on Instagram as lowmackit as well. Uh, my podcast is Neon Woman, just the Neon Woman podcast. And I've chatted with Lou as well. So you can listen yeah. to that. I loved yeah, our conversation. My interview there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Your po- and I love the concept of your podcast. I love since the Thank beginning. You. Yeah, it's so creative. I love talking to you today. Me and too. Uh, I hope we can chat again and to talk about your new project. Yes, <laughs> and hopefully. How- yes, and how was this process for you? And thank you so much. Thank you, Lou.